0: a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognise that they can. Ten steps to
1: stop the past spoiling the relationships you have now. The past, the present, the future. Where we choose to focus our attention has a profound effect on the choices we make and these in turn determine the quality of our lives. It's really important that we learn from the past. When we choose to apply what we've learned in the past and apply it to the here and now, we have the opportunity to develop new ways of behaving. Making the right choices in the present allows us to look forward to a future free of limiting beliefs and negative patterns of behavior. When we fail to learn from the past, life has a habit of presenting the same lesson over and over again, ever more powerfully, until we actually learn and make a change for the better. When you think about the challenge of relationships, you can see some people choose the same sort of partners time and time again with disastrous consequences. I see this pattern time and time again with the clients come to me for help. A couple of years ago, I was working with a client who'd been through a string of terrible relationships. When we analysed what was going on, we found the pattern. Her choice of partner had always been based purely on their looks, their income, and what she'd initially interpreted as success and confidence. Every relationship appeared to start well, but very quickly deteriorated. She found her partners had been self-absorbed, controlling, and actually very unkind. Her pattern was then to try and appease her partner, to lose herself in trying to please them. I asked her to think about the values that she thought were important and likely to sustain a long-term loving relationship, and what lessons had she learned from the historical pattern of failed relationships. During that process, if she wanted a different outcome, she'd need to make some very different choices. Her ideal partner would need to be from a very different mould. She'd need to make very different choices about finding a partner whose values matched her own. Her choice of what to accept or reject would be based on having a good sense of self-worth. She deserved to be treated lovingly, with kindness and respect, as indeed does everybody. A few weeks later, she met such a man and they're now enjoying life together. It's also really important that you let go of the damage. Negative emotions are extremely expensive in terms of energy and are corrosive to your sense of self worth and well being. If you hold on to the anger or frustration, the hate, a sense of rejection, it does nothing to get back at the person who's caused the initial hurt but it does a huge amount of damage to you. Understand you can choose for things to be different. Give yourself permission to express your feelings and then to forgive absolutely. It gives you a sense of freedom, control and serenity. By letting go of the baggage, many years after experiencing abuse or unhappiness, the clients I've worked with have created a different and very positive present and an exciting future for themselves. Forgiving and letting go doesn't mean forgetting about the issue or condoning the action. It is about giving yourself permission to let go of the negative emotions surrounding the problem. Absolute forgiveness leaves the path clear for you to experience freedom, peace, and space for growth. When negative emotions build up over time, there's a danger that everything will become coloured by the past. It becomes your default setting. When that happens, it's easy for you to interpret everything in a negative way, to assume the worst, to look for the slight and the hurt in what people say or do, or fail to say and do. It puts each and every one of us who does that into victim mode. If you assume the worst, then it affects the way you interact with others and the world becomes a very black and scary place. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You assume the worst and the worst will happen. Now I'm working with a couple at the moment and they were the perfect example of this. Both of them were feeling hurt and let down by the other. They found it difficult to let go of all the things which had upset them in the past yet they still professed to love one another. Their everyday interaction had deteriorated to the point where they were about to part forever. Both of them had experienced difficult childhoods and their partner's words and actions brought up baggage from their upbringing. This pattern was really destructive. It had the potential to end the relationship unpicking what was really about their relationship with one another and not with their parents was really important. Helping them to consider the words they each used and clarifying what they actually meant by them has enabled them to create a shared language which has hugely reduced the opportunity for misinterpretation and hurt. Letting go of the past has given them the opportunity to create a new loving interdependent relationship. They now can take the best of their past relationship and create a far new, more positive way of being with one another. The early indications are great. They're both determined to work together to succeed and are feeling really positive and so much happier. It's really important to recognise that your past doesn't have to dictate your future. You can actively choose to do things very differently. You can choose to create a set of empowering beliefs that support the very best future. Now, this is not about giving in or thinking about who's in the right and who's in the wrong. It's about choosing whether you want your present and your future to be better. Those who've suffered abuse as a child, been bullied or who have lived in unhappy circumstances have the choice to let their awful circumstances blight not only their childhood but their adult life too. They also have the choice to bring with them that sense of lack and a belief that they deserve no better. Or they can let go of the past and the negative emotions created by that past. They can make a conscious decision to make adult life count for something else. If they have children, They can help ensure that their children's childhood is very different. You have that same choice. And a really useful place to start is to look at the way in which you interpret other people's motives. What I'd like to do now is to take you through the 10 steps which can help you make sure that the past doesn't spoil your present and future relationships. Step 1. Identify your emotions. Identify all the negative emotions you feel on a regular basis and make a list. Step two, identify what makes you feel that way. Look at your list and identify specifically what makes you feel angry, frustrated or whatever that negative emotion happens to be. How much of the way you feel is actually based on something from your past? Does it remind you of the way you were treated by a parent or by a previous partner, or maybe a teacher? It's not uncommon for a tone of voice or specific actions to trigger powerful emotions from past situations. Have the two situations of the now and the past been confused? Do you need to deal with your baggage from the past relationships, rather than let it spoil this one? Step three, if you want a quick win, change your physiology. The way you stand, how you breathe, your facial expressions, all of these impact on the way you feel. If you're feeling sad, angry or rejected, change your physiology before you attempt to change your thinking. You can do this by giving yourself a physical shake, dance around the room, gurn in the mirror, hop on one leg or do a silly walk. Even getting up to make a cup of tea or coffee will make a difference. The more dramatically you change your physical position and your physiology, the greater the change of mood and emotional state. It's a temporary fix, but it will help you manage yourself in the here and now. Step four, consider a different possibility. Consider the possibility that the motive you've attached to the person and or the situation could be different in reality to the one that you've assumed. Is your partner doing and saying, or not doing and saying, something specifically to hurt or annoy you? Or could there be a different reason? Could it be that their behaviour is more about them? Step 5. Interpret the motive differently. It's been my experience that more often than not, there is no negative motive when somebody upsets you. The other person is simply focusing on their own stuff. They're too busy and wrapped up in what they're doing to actually think about the impact of what they're saying or doing has on you. Just consider how your quality of life would be if you chose to interpret their motive differently. Step six, change the trigger to the negative emotion. People have a tendency to make it more difficult for themselves. They make a long list of what needs to be in place in order for them to feel good. I'll feel happy when I've got the new house, I've got the perfect partner, I've got children who always tidy their bedrooms, I've got the perfect job, I've got a big house, I live on a desert island. On and on and on they go, setting out criteria that need to be in place before they can feel happy. On the other hand, they make it really easy to feel negative emotion. I feel rejected every time my partner's late home, or when they don't have time to talk to me when I phone them at work, or when they respond to me in a particular way or they don't hear what I'm saying, or when they disagree with me, and on, and on, and on. It's your choice to do it differently. Our emotional state is our responsibility. Absolutely our choice which emotional state we live in. Make it easy on yourself to feel positive emotions. It's a new day. I choose to be happy. Every time I see someone smile, or I give or receive a hug or a kiss, or I see the beauty of nature, or I focus on helping somebody else, or I ask for or accept help, I will feel happy. Make a decision, an active decision, to make it difficult to feel negative emotions. So, I'll feel rejection only when they kick me in the shins, spit in my eye and tell me they reject me. Rejection only comes if I were to consistently believe in the illusion that it's all about me, and when I consistently focus on what I don't have rather than what I do. Instead, I choose to take the opportunity to make the first smile, ask about the other person, to lighten up and enjoy life. Create your own list of conditions for achieving positive and negative emotions and make it easy to feel the positive ones and very difficult to feel the negative ones. Step 7. Breaking the pattern. Most partnerships have a pattern of behaviour and response. Eventually the responses within the relationship become automatic 95% of our behaviours are habitual. This is particularly true of relationships where there's negative behaviour going on, including that of parent and child. These rules are true whether it's a significant other, your child, your parent, your boss, the rules still work. Each person takes on a role and the initial trigger and response becomes automatic and an ongoing cycle of negativity. There's little room for interpretation It is as if each person is programmed to behave in that specific way. And indeed, that is actually what's going on. Until someone breaks the pattern, the cycle of hurt and unhappiness will continue. Think about how you've responded to your partner in the past. And think about how you might start to do things differently. Step 8. Identifying different responses. I'm going to ask you to think about how it feels to take an active choice to do things differently, to take control of the situation you find yourself in, and to know that you have so many options at your disposal. Identify the three situations in your current relationship that give you the most pain. Change the perception of the motive behind the actions that are the problem, and think about how you might do things differently in each of those situations. Create a list of as many different possibilities as you can. Now, this is really important that it comes from a positive place from within you. This is about changing your responses to the situation, not about trying to change the situation. Rehearsing your new alternative in your head can be incredibly helpful. Have several alternatives ready for the right circumstances so when they happen, you can feel prepared. A simple example would be to give someone a hug rather than to respond with a negative comment. You'll be amazed at how powerful that can be in changing a pattern of behaviour. Step nine, try out a non-judgmental response. Be curious about how things are going to work and remember you're just trying things out. You may need to try the same thing out several times. Try several alternatives before finding ones which work for you. Remember, it's important to remember that trying something once is unlikely to be a magic bullet and to solve the situation right from the start. A small change consistently applied can make an enormous difference over time. Remember step three. The tone of your voice, your body language and facial expression are all incredibly important. Simply saying words is not enough. You have to see and hear yourself as others see you. Watch what's really going on. So step 10. Evaluate what's going on. If things work well, celebrate and do it again. If it doesn't appear to work, think about whether you simply need to persevere with the same activity. You are the only thing you can truly control. This is not about failure. It's about experimenting until you find which way works for you. Now, get some help, get some support. Dealing with your sense of self-worth and identity makes an enormous difference to how you feel about life and relationships. Dealing with your own emotion and luggage and learning to forgive others and yourself will give you the very best foundation to enjoy a wonderful present and an empowering future. Working with someone you trust and who can help you manage the process can be incredibly helpful. You can't change the past, but what you can do is make sure it doesn't spoil your present and your future you'll find all sorts of resources on the website there are lots of free ones and lots of programs for you to dip into i hope you found this podcast useful i'd love to hear from you and how you got on
0: you've just been listening to another great genuinely you podcast we hope you enjoyed it genuinely you is a culmination of gina's work spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely ucom today to find out more.